Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Thursday, August the 24th. And welcome to our commentary. I've got a few thoughts about that GOP debate in Milwaukee. We're going to get into that in a minute. But I just wanted to begin with a little heads up. I have a post over at the American Thinker Thursday morning. You can check it over at the American Thinker or you can always uh, go to my blog. I reprint uh, my my American Thinker post over at uh, my blog. And it's also going to run, by the way, on Babalu tonight. Babalu, of course, the Cuban-American blog uh, out of Miami. And the blog is about I Dream of Jeannie. I remember that program that uh, was on television many, many years ago. And the fact that Barbara Eden, who used to play Jeannie on that program, just turned 92. I mean, incredible. She just turned 92 and she looks great. I saw a picture of her and she looks absolutely, uh, I mean, absolutely stunning for a 92-year-old woman. She, of course, she was a very beautiful woman in those younger days when she used to play Jeannie on on television. But my post is not so much about a, I Dream of Jeannie. It's about the fact that when we first came to the United States, we used to learn English. We used to practice English back in the, in the 1960s by watching many of these programs. And I Dream of Jeannie was a real favorite, not only of me, but my mother, my sister, my brother. We used to watch that show. We used to laugh. And my mother would always get a kick out of that show, you know, the I Dream of Jeannie uh, character. And we would sit there in the living room and translate for my mother. That was the, that was our duty. We would translate for our mother these programs. And whether it was I Dream of Jeannie or whatever else uh, was on, we would translate for her. And it was uh, family time that we used to enjoy a great deal back then in those uh, first couple of years in the United States because my dad used to work very long hours. He actually had two jobs back then. So he wouldn't get home until like 10 o'clock sometimes. And that evening time, that family time in the evening uh, when after we did our homework or whatever, we would often sit down and watch TV and my mother would, would participate. And I Dream of Jeannie, like many of those other programs back then, was one of the ways that we used to practice English and one of the ways that we would translate for my mother when we would watch some of these shows. So it was a lot of fun, great memories. And I Dream of Jeannie is one of those uh, that I used to that I used to enjoy so much. So check it out. It's over at the American Thinker. Uh, the title of the post is "What Happens When Your Teacher Turns 92" or "When Your English Teacher uh, Turns 92." That's the uh, that's the post. Uh, check it out over at the American Thinker. Well, they had a debate, as you know, on Wednesday night in Milwaukee. They had a debate. And, you know, there was obviously a lot of speculation as to what would happen uh, without Donald Trump there. Well, obviously, Donald Trump's absence uh, was a problem because a lot of people didn't probably watch it uh, without Donald Trump. But as it turned out, as it turned out, I think the fact that Trump was not there ended up, I think, making the debate very interesting among these eight semifinalists or finalists, whatever, whatever you want to call them. For the GOP nomination. Of course, you had Governor DeSantis of Florida. You had Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. You had former uh, Vice President Pence. Uh, you had Vivix, who is kind of a big rock, rock star right now in the party. Uh, you had former Governor uh, Nikki Haley, who actually was a UN representative as well 
under President uh, under President Trump. And then there was the former governor from Arkansas, the governor from uh, what is it, North Dakota, and I think there was somebody else. I cannot remember who else. Oh, Governor Christie. One second, please. Governor Christie was there. Thank you very much. Uh, one. Who else? I guess I can't think of all of them right now. But I think on balance, if you if you look at all of them, the fact again, the fact that Trump wasn't there uh, took away probably a big chunk of the audience. But if you look at the at the way they comported themselves and the way they answer questions, I thought they all did a fairly a fairly decent job. Uh, another thing is the fact that Trump was not there. I think turned the debate into more of an issue oriented uh, debate. And, and I thought the moderators did a great job picking the questions and picking the topics. So I have to tell you, I think my favorite moment, the most uh, entertaining moment, was when uh, they had the UFO question and governor, and it goes to Governor Christie and Governor Christie goes, I'm getting the UFO question, almost like, why are you doing this to me? I thought that was, uh, that was pretty funny. I think another very good moment in terms of substance is that is when they were discussing the situation on the border i think all the candidates did very well expressing their concerns uh for the border so overall overall i think they did a really nice job i think they did a uh, a very nice job presenting themselves and and i think introducing themselves i'm sure in the case of many people can uh, especially uh vivek who probably nobody in the country knew that much about. He's got a great future. I'm not sure that he's ready for the presidency now, but he's got a great future. I think he's only 38 years old, so he's got a lot of years ahead of him to uh, prepare for the presidency. But he, he is, what I like about Vivek is that he's a young man of ideas. He is uh, a young man. And by the way, the way he talks about the United States is just absolutely wonderful when he talked about his parents coming here 40 years ago and coming to the United States and starting and forming a family and uh, and so on. The way he talks about that experience is just uh, absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And I think it connects with a lot of uh, a lot of Americans and probably a lot of the children of immigrants like him. You know, he is, of course, the son of, I believe, Indian immigrants. And I'm sure there's a lot of other immigrants in the United States who connect with the idea that you came here legally and you excelled in the United States and you were able to do it despite, you know, all the objections they're always telling you about. So I think in that respect, he, he was just absolutely phenomenal. But he is clearly, uh, you know, the, the star, if you will. He's uh, the new face. And as a result of that, he's probably going to be criticized and attacked a great deal, but I thought he handled himself uh, extremely well. Now, the two who are, I think, two or three right now who are sort of at the margins, you know, the governor of uh, North Dakota, the former governor of Arkansas, it's hard for me to think that they're going to survive too much longer. Uh, I think the, the former governor of Arkansas just doesn't have an audience. And the governor of North Dakota, he's just too new. Even though he's an impressive guy, he's too new on on the national scene. So I think those two may not make uh, the next cut, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. But clearly, Governor DeSantis, I think he presented himself very well. 
Senator Tim Scott did a very good job. I thought former Vice President Pence uh, did a very nice job as well. Nikki Haley, or former UN Representative Nikki Haley, she did a pretty decent job too, but I'm not sure she, I, I'm not sure this is her time. Now, for a while there, I thought she could be, uh, she could be a, a vice president type of, of choice. But with Tim Scott on that stage, I don't believe that uh, she is uh, the, the one who would be the vice president. I think if Donald Trump was looking for a vice president, I think he's more likely to pick uh, Senator Scott or even Governor DeSantis. I know a lot of you are going to think I'm crazy. Uh, for saying that. But, you know, strange bedfellows happen in politics. Uh, you know, I remember Governor Ronald Reagan and, and 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 George Bush back in 1980. I mean, nobody expected that. And and that's uh, and that's what happened. Even Al Gore and Bill Clinton. I don't remember anybody expecting that. And obviously the 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 top one of all time, Lyndon Johnson and John Kennedy, nobody expected that. So when they get close to that moment, when they get to that moment where they have to look at the vice presidency or the choices, uh, you know, sometimes they make decisions that are pretty rational and not as emotional as they may be to people. So the idea that DeSantis ends up as vice president with Donald Trump, I wouldn't discount that. I wouldn't discount that. And I'll say one more thing about the debate. There was one person who wasn't there, not just Donald Trump, but uh, Governor Yunkin of Virginia. I, the more I see Yunkin, the more I see him talk, the more impressed I am with his communication skills. So he may not be jumping in anytime soon. I wish he would, but he may not be jumping in. But when it gets down to vice presidential choices, I would have to think that, uh, that uh, Yunkin, uh, Governor Yunkin, uh, Glenn Yunkin, I think is his name of, yeah, Glenn Yunkin, of Virginia would have to be one of my favorites for that uh, for that position as vice president. This is the day, of course, that Donald Trump goes down to Georgia. I think it's going to happen later this evening. I think this whole thing is a disgrace. The, what what is happening to Donald Trump and the way he's being treated, and uh, I, I just think what is being done, what the Democrats are doing here to get back at Trump, is way over the top, and I think it's all going to backfire uh, backfire on them. So I. Uh, it's, you know, it's not bringing the country together if that's what the Democrats are interested in. They're not defeating Trump because the political needle is not moving. It's still the same. So it's not working for them in that respect. It could be it could be beating up Trump. I mean, this has to be take a physical toll, of course, on Donald Trump to be, you know, uh, under this uh, heavy weight all the time. But at least politically, it doesn't seem to be having any impact, any impact on him. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Before I go, I want to say happy number 63 to Cal Ripken. So happy number 63 to the one and only Cal Ripken, the man who put together that incredible streak back in the, in the 1980s and into the 1990s. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas.